What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to MGP 487. I'm Kev, and with me as ever, the Sheepdog Anna and Pab. Say hello, boys and girls. Hello. Hello. Trying to usurp Sheepdog Anna. What was that about? Sorry, I was just, I was getting Asserting your dominance right at the start of the podcast. I just paused for a moment. Um, I was here. Let let the listeners behind the curtain a little bit, but every week for about 400 podcasts, or at least as long as I've been called Sheepdog, I've um, denied about howling when you introduced me. Because I imagine that's what a sheepdog would do if it was given a platform, and uh, I, I've never had the bottle to do it. That's why it go. That's why I go hello, because that's the best I'm getting. But then I was probably the closest I've been in a few episodes of just howling down the microphone. Does sheepdogs howl. All dogs howl, Kevin. Ooh. Dave doesn't howl. No, he hasn't learned that. Bless him. Well, should we, should we have taught him to howl? Is yeah. that a key skill? How's he going to sing the blues, Kevin? You need to get right. your harmonica out. I am going to spend all night howling at him to see if he does it back to me. <laughs> it's presumably that's how out. you teach them. You probably both leave the house and he just he starts howling and someone gets the harmonica out and someone. As if on we don't have numerous cameras pointing at him and filming him at all times when we're not here. Are you aware who you're talking to? True. Maybe like he howls in the bathroom to. where you can't film him or something. Maybe he does. Um, warning for everybody. Um, this is no, this is one of those podcasts where. I might just drop out halfway through and not give you any warning that it's happening. I had a double vaccine yesterday. They they got me in one arm with COVID, one arm with flu. And over the last 24 hours or so, they've met in the middle. And goodness me, do I feel rougher than when I had COVID. This is not to be advised. Oh, great. I've got that jab in about a week and a half. Oh, yeah, um, definitely have it. You'll love it. It's really important. You should have it. I will it. also just add my own caveat there that uh, for reasons I won't get into, uh, I may also have to just disappear, um, but I'm hoping not. So we'll crack on. Yeah, so it could just be Anna and Pab <laughs> telling tales of what they've been up to over the course of the last couple of weeks. Because, of course, it has been two weeks since the last time we did a uh, a podcast because we were at EGX last week. And a lovely time was had. Well, I say we, three of us were. Anna decided she doesn't want to hang out with us anymore and didn't come. 
She's not about the games anymore. She's about the There was the nothing there. And the wrestling. That I wanted to I'll play. have you know, me and Pab played a number of uh, of pre release games. Of any games At least I three. want to play, no. Mm. I mean I would argue there were none that I wanted to play, but we just felt the need to go and play them. Often because there was no queue and or they were offering free stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I arrived and found immediately that somebody's made a game that looks remarkably like FTL. So I'm, I've, I've just remembered that I've got the card, the last starship, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go look that up and hope that it is the next, like a almost like an FTL two sort of situation. Uh, you know, if it is coming to a stream near you one day, who knows? I but, queued uh, for Sonic Frontiers three times and played it twice. <laughs> um. I ended up listening to your review of it after the fact and watching people play it from afar and then thought, I don't necessarily want to touch the controllers. Uh, I had more fun kind of just walking around, talking to the odd dev or just watching people play games. My Uh, review of it was much more positive the second time around because you basically got a 15-minute demo on it. And um, the first time, I, I mean, you know how I am with the reading. I don't really do it if it can be avoided, so... I didn't really pay attention to anything that it told me to do. I skipped all the cutscenes at the start, so I was just plonked down in a field. So I then spent the 15 minutes of my demo basically just wandering around this field and thinking, this is the most boring Sonic game in history. I'm just wandering around a field. Came off, moaned to you, because I played it before you even arrived, uh, moaned to you about how boring it was and thought that was that. But then when Sheepdog went off gallivanting with his posse in the afternoon... Pab decided he would like to play it. So I queued up with Pab. Um, and as we got to the front of the queue, they were like, you two together? And me thinking, well, we're queuing together. And then he bundled <laughs> us onto the same machine. He said, you can just go on straight after him. And I couldn't be bothered to watch him play, then play myself. And as as he was playing, someone noticed me and I ended up stood over at the barrier talking to them for 15 minutes. And every time I glanced over at Pab, he was playing what appeared to be Sonic Levels. And I, there was nothing like this when I played it, and I was very confused. So then I I moaned about it for two days, and then on the Sunday, one of the last things we did before we left was we queued up for it again, and this time, Pabby supervised me. We queued up together, and I sat down, and he stood behind me, and uh, he just told me what to do to be able to play the level. He's like, right, at the start, turn around. There's a level right behind you, which I never saw because I didn't turn around. And I got to play a couple of the levels, and the level was actually loads of fun. So oh, the cool. bit once I actually figured out what I was supposed to do, I really enjoyed it. But it is um, it's very easy if you don't pay a huge amount of attention to things to not realise there's a game to play and just wander around. What I guess was the Mario 64-style hub world, which I distinctly remember doing back in the 90s, just wandering around the field and not actually going in the castle because I was like, well, what, do I, what do I want to go in a castle for? Why would I be indoors when I could run around this massive field? So I spent quite a long time on Mario 64 just running around the field outside. <laughs> so um... it's just how I do open-world games, apparently. Yeah, I thought I taught you with Journey that you're always supposed to turn around and go back the way you came. Uh, have you never played a Donkey Kong game? You always go left instead of right in Donkey Kong because there's always going to be bananas. I mean, I'm not going to go left <laughs> just for bananas. The, the Obviously, the correct direction to go is right. Bananas or no bananas. But in all I, these uh, games, if, if it's trying to get you to go a specific way, go the opposite way just to see what's there. Nine times nah, out of ten, there's going to be a, that. an important item or something. No, this troubles me. Not on board with that at all. Can't cope with that. 
Um, so yeah, Sonic Frontiers was 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 quite good in the end. Not sure it's worth queuing for three times. And <laughs> I would, bearing in mind, I've got to be careful not to bite the hand that feeds and have a proper go at Sega. Uh, but I was a little bit disappointed at the lack of free stuff. Bearing in mind, Sega properly schmoozed us at TwitchCon. We got to sit in their little private Sega bar and drink Sega mocktails, and I spilt one all over the floor, and then mashed oranges into the carpet. And it was we, we were quite pleasantly schmoozed at TwitchCon, um, and there was no Sega schmoozing here. It was just I must admit, sit down, I play it. Sonic. That's it. I wanted one of those Sonic hats that we got about three, four years ago. They're like uh, Sonic spikes and ears, and then your face kind of is the the head in the hat. And uh, I've got one somewhere in my house, and I cannot find it. And I just I keep telling my son about it, like my little list, and he wants to see it, but we can't find it anywhere. It's probably in Oliver's room under a load of stuff, but we've just been looking. We can't find it. I think it, it would have been a good think prop If you're going to queue up for a game for that amount of time, bearing in mind I did it three times, if you're going to queue up for a game for a significant amount of time, it's the least they can do to just give you a sticker or a key ring or something. And there was nothing. And I was very sad about it. I remember the days when we used to come home from EGX with bags full of stuff. Mm. Just I've, I've still got the little Hitman thing that we had about eight of. I remember the I deputy have... head of the school I taught at wanted to take it from me because it looked like him. Yeah, I had a Just Cause little figurine somewhere. Red Tie Thursday, wasn't it? Or something? That was why we did Red Tie Thursday. Every Thursday... We'd get the little hitman out, put him on top of the filing cabinet, and we all had to wear red ties. And yeah, that was just—I mean, that's obvious, really. That, that didn't really need explaining. Um, but yeah, that's—it uh, all stems back to EGX and Sonic gave us nothing to other than fair, dirty hands. To be fair, the queues were no lot longer than ten, fifteen minutes. Yeah, but I did it for an hour. I did it three times. <laughs> well, um, the queues were good in the event in general. I thought pretty good, weren't they? Yeah, I think um, they did quite a good job of keeping people spaced out. I mean, me and Pab queued for a long time for House Flipper 2 because <laughs> that was giving the best yeah, freebies away. The Not queue. just at the event, probably the best goodie bag there's ever been at EGX. It was a sensational goodie bag. And, and it was a nice canvas bag. Yeah, we ended up with two because we fluked <laughs> into them. But basically, you queue up. for We were probably in one. that queue for the best part of an hour, I imagine, the House Flipper 2 queue. Because they only yeah. had eight machines and it was a 15-minute demo and... Yeah, it was it was a long one, but everyone was queuing for it because they were seeing these goodie bags walk around. So it's a proper canvas bag, and in the canvas bag you get a tape measure, a stress ball, one of those little plastic wristbands, a pen, stickers, a pin, keychain, keychain probably some other stuff as well. And then they had this little QR code thing that you have to scan with your badge. They had one there, and then others scattered around the event. And if you collected all of the things, you can then go back and get a, a deck of cards as well. So we queued up, just got our goodie bags, didn't get our deck of cards. Felt like, yeah, we're not that bothered. We're not going to look for these things. We've thought nothing of it for several days. We've packed our goodie bags at this point. It's the last day. And as we were leaving on the last day, right at the exit, we saw one of these other things to scan. So we then did a big lap of the entire hall on the last day as we were leaving, found the third one, went back asking for our deck of cards, and they gave us entirely new goodie bags again. So we got two of these excellent goodie bags each. So excellent work, House Flipper 2. Oh, we got a copy of House Flipper, the original one yes, as well, was in the goodie we bag. Did. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just a really great goodie bag. Sega, we want more stuff like that, please. I just want to be able to wear a Sonic hat if they can make that happen. For I might put out my feedback for EGX 2023. Just be like, I want to come home with a Sonic hat, please. And it's not like it's against their policy to give stuff away because Football Manager had a stand around in the uh, recruitment 
career party area and they were giving away mugs and notebooks with football manager on so they had freebies on the football manager stand so sega can do freebies sonic just didn't want to give us freebies on the day and that was very sad yeah house flipper 2 was an interesting one we got a 15 minute demo on it i've not played the first one i will now um but i just i said to pablo when we were in the queue I I don't intend on learning anything in this 15 minutes. I'm just going to try and destroy the house as best I can. So I just spent 15 minutes with the sledgehammer, smashing out walls, smashing out the ceiling, smashing out the floor. I smashed everything that could be smashed, and I smashed so much, I was able to climb out onto the roof on top of the house and smash through the roof. And then I just jumped off the roof and smashed some more stuff. I just... It was basically, like, very much... little shell of a house by the time i was done with it i just smashed it to hell i had a fantastic time i love smashing things you know what i did what did you do pavi i did i got the bin bags out and cleaned up rubbish and then i painted the walls (laughs) (laughs) there's two types of people in the world i'm just gonna clean up all this crap on the floor yeah okay sounds like we could co-op this game perfectly i don't know if it has co-op but if I just go around smashing and breaking everything and you can go and follow behind me with a bin bag, to be fair, if you could do that in real life, that would be quite handy. I am quite a destructive man. Speaking of which, uh, Anna, something that Kev probably didn't tell you that made me laugh, a really funny coincidence. Uh, on the, I think it was a Saturday, uh, Kevin Pepper watching the England game. I was out gallivanting and we decided to return back to our uh, to our bar. And I messaged Kev saying, we're coming back to the bar. And he was like, well, we're just finishing watching the football. I'll see you later. We got back and we tried to play a board game and we set this board game out. I can't remember the name of it. I wasn't going to review it. It was a very good board game. It was a bit of a uh, guessing game type thing. Anyway, we put our stuff down on the table and it all got stuck to the table because the table was all sticky. And uh, we had a rattled faff trying to clean everything up and sort it all out. We ended up getting a newspaper and covering the table so that we could use it. And then I was telling Kev this the next day and he was like, were you sat next to the bar? And I was like, yeah. He was like, that's where I was sat. I spilt my drink. my appetizer. Kevin spilt appetizer everywhere. (laughs) Completely ruined my friend's little board game that they'd brought with him. Um, But yeah, it was just like, what a small world, eh? Um, But it's a small bar and we stayed in the same hotel. So (laughs) I don't know if that qualifies as a small world kind of situation. Um, it felt like you were in another scene of the same TV show, maybe, you know. Yeah, I was just setting a trap for you. I knew you were coming back and I knew that was the only table that was free. <laughs> well, I didn't pick it. And uh, I would have probably picked the ones we sat on on the next night that were a bit more uh, open and everything. But anyway, it, it made Less me covered in sticky green goo. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the only game I really spent a lot of time that I can remember the name of is that Blink and the Vacuum of Space one that we sort of touched on in our panel that we did. Um I wasn't sure. I didn't. I didn't go on it because it was a VR game, and I was very much. This is going to destroy me. I'm going to end up feeling very motion sick, and I'm going to crash a bit. So I'm not going to touch it. But they've actually made a game that I probably could play in VR because it's one of their. It, they they advertised it as a game for autistic people, and I thought, oh god, it's going to be a game where like it shows you what it's like and the horrors and the blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't really want to go on that. That's just going to make me ill. Um, but then talking to them when my friend went on it, it turns out it's a legit, just full-on game that you know anyone can play. But it's designed with autistic people in mind so that only one character talks to you at any time so you don't get overwhelmed with all the sort of audio inputs you know they they have all the things sort out and planned so all the things that normally trigger me into feeling extremely unwell and falling over and passing out like i don't know too bright too noisy too spinning around too many different directions too many instructions 
all those things that are already noted down and not put in their game. And when I was talking to them, I was telling them that I really liked the uh, the button in Last of Us where you could point in the direction you wanted to go. And he said they're actually designing in a, what they called a panic button in theirs so that you could just go, tell me what to do, and, and it would tell you automatically. And I'm thinking this is quite exciting. They've basically come up with a game that is sheepdog-proof, I would assume. Uh, next time I get a chance to see it at an event, which I'm hoping we will, I'm hoping they'll keep developing and I'll see them at the next EGX or, or I don't know if I'd go to Res, but if I did, hopefully it'd be there. But uh, I'm going to keep an eye out to see what they do next because if they start making more and more games and, and making VR sheepdog-friendly, then happy days. I was well happy. I was just really impressed because my friend went on it and they normally get sick on this sort of thing and they didn't get sick. I didn't want to get sick because I thought I'd have to drive home feeling rough and I wouldn't be able to handle it but yeah very impressed that that sort of thing's existing and somebody's taking the time to learn and figure it out and uh, actually do something that might this, this problem's been a problem the 10 years we've done this podcast for me and and my entire life beyond that so I'm very excited that there may be a cure and may be able to join the uh, VR revolution in like five years when this becomes the standard or something but yeah exciting splendid um we're not even done talking about the games me and Pabby played, pre-release games. Mm. Um, but before we get into the next one of those, I did play some of the retro stuff as well. I had a fantastic record. I uh, I defeated a couple of the football manager guys at Micro Machines because they were young and didn't know what was going on. So Mega Drive Micro Machines got evidence of that on the vlog that I won at Micro Machines. So I was very happy with that. Um, we had a little mooch around the retro area, which disgustingly has Xbox 360s and PS3s in now, which I don't think I can get on board with. Those be they, those consoles existed when since we've been doing this podcast, they were a thing, and they're now considered retro. That's how long we've been doing this for. I'm furious. Um, I had to go on eFootball um, on the TikTok stand, which is a weird place. I know this is a game I could have played whenever because it's free to play. And um, having now played it, gotta gotta say, I think it's probably overpriced. It is dirt. Don't play eFootball, boys and girls. It was horrible. What's um, but eFootball? Me, it's what used to be uh, Pez. They pre rebranded it as eFootball and made it free to play. And it is turd. Just absolute steaming turd. Um, and me and Pabby had a go on Street Fighter Six. We did. We had several goes on Street Fighter Six. And I absolutely wiped the floor with him. Yeah, all right. There we go. You see, confirmation. <laughs> if you say so. I mean, I know nothing about this. They let us have pretty much as long as we wanted on this. There was no queue at all. I was baffled. It was such a weird place for quite a, a big, well-known game. Because it was, it was hidden at the back of the hall. There was no, like, fancy stand. There was no, no even... The only sign they had was one the EGX people had printed out and put on a board and it would have been very easy to not know it was there but they must have had 30 machines they had 20 of them had the fight sticks on and there was no queue at all we just walked straight up sat down and they just let us have as long as we want we had about four or five rassles used tried all the different characters uh pab figured out how to fire a fireball at me ken and ryu or ryu or whatever his name is they look mm. completely different now they're not even wearing gym jams anymore I was yeah, very confused about what's and... happened. To... I've not played Street Fighter since Street Fighter 2. And I didn't play it very much then. And they all look very different. I was reading all this, like there was all the shenanigans on Twitter about how they'd mentioned that like Ken's now divorced from Guile's sister. And apparently he, uh, he's savage with all of his, like, you know, you, you win a fight against him and he's mocking him because his, his sister says he's 
a terrible husband or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's like all weird <laughs> stuff like that. And you're like, what the hell? This has got really deep over the... I mean, I only played two, so I suppose the, the four games since. But uh, it has made me think I really need to... One day, one day I'm going to have a deep dive where I just sit on the Street Fighter wiki just reading all the characters' life stories and catching up on... I Street don't Fighter think lore. you need to do that at all. I, think, I don't think that's at all necessary. Why not? It seems like a load of bobbins. Why no, do you I, need to know any of I that I like stuff? all that stuff. I quite like it when, when it turns out <laughs> the game's got a stupid amount of story to it that they don't... If you're just playing the fighting, you don't get any of that. Uh, yeah, people people like me are, are nerdy. We, we like just learning that, I don't know, someone's married to someone and someone's got some problem and there's beef between these two and whatever. I don't know. It just makes a difference. Uh, I wish they'd get better at... So the films that they used to make of these games, they could make better stories than they do. I don't know whether Street Fighter has followed the route of Mortal Kombat and had a bit more cinematic stuff to it, but I really like that about Mortal Kombat that they, you know, they're almost films that you fight in between the scenes of, aren't they now? And if Street Fighter was doing that, then I'd, I'd be straight into it. I, I actually always get I always get the Mortal Kombat games eventually because I quite enjoy the, the film story to them. Uh, if I could just skip all the fighting and watch a 12-hour movie of Mortal Kombat, I'd be quite happy. But uh, if they did that with Street Fighter as well, I'd be even happier. So all in all, I think this was, after everything we said about EGX two weeks ago, I think I made, I played more games at this EGX than I have at the previous nine combined. It was, um, I don't don't even know why. I think it's because I was there for the full four days, which I'm not usually, I just kind of made sure that I got around and did pretty much everything. Um, It it wasn't that there was a load of other pre-release games that we could have played and didn't. There was a couple that Pab told me I wasn't allowed to play because they weren't suitable for me. Um, So there was was that one that you said, you specifically said that one's not for you. I forget what it was called. Which one? The Wolong one? That's the one, yeah. You said that's not for me. You wouldn't let me queue for that one. Well, Um, that was the biggest queue in there for me. Yeah, you told me that wasn't a Kev game. It was already out. The demo, which it will have been, Uh, it was already out. And the Call of Duty was there as well, but weirdly wasn't open on the Thursday. It was such a weird thing being in there on the Thursday. Two Mm. things about the Thursday that were weird because none of you lot were there for the Thursday. Thing number one, in the hall opposite EGX on the Thursday, there was the UK Brand Expo, which had a massive PlayStation stand, uh, loads of of games, a huge Pokemon area, uh, a massive inflatable Pikachu was in there. Just... There was a massive banner on in the middle of the uh, of the like the walkway in the middle of the XL, um, talking about um, God of War, whatever other PlayStation games are up and running. Come to stand, blah 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 blah, in this hall. And so there was all the big places. I don't know if they were playable in there, but there was certainly a I lot of. I want to go to that. Yeah, there was loads of stuff going on in there, but then that was only open on the Thursday. It was free to get into, uh, which we didn't find out until like six o'clock after it had closed um because we'd got turned away earlier in the day for not having passes the woman didn't say at that point oh you can just register a pass online we found that out later in the day i did um, tweet you that <laughs> yeah but i don't read my tweets i, I had a very busy day on the thursday um but yeah we so that was weird the fact that that was there and had more gaming stuff than egx and it didn't then come across to egx on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when it's all in the same <laughs> building, you'd think they could just move it across or leave the gaming bit in that hall and let you go in there as well. A little bit of joined-up thinking from the XL could have been quite handy there. But the other thing that was weird about the Thursday is Call of Duty was there, but wasn't open. It didn't open until 6pm on Thursday when they started the after-hours bit where they fence off half of the show. We just basically kept the Call of Duty area, the retro area, 
and the, the like the PC free play area um, and open a bar and dim the lights down and start playing music. And then they opened up the queue for Call of Duty. But it was closed all day on the Thursday, which was just really weird. Tell me why, Pavi. Because it was the open beta. And I bet the open beta didn't go to live until that until that point, which would have been 6 p.m. Our time is 10 a.m. U.S. So you're telling me all they had was a bunch of PCs on the open beta that everyone else yeah. was playing? Yeah, which everyone else was playing. That's all it was. That's all <laughs> it ever said it was. Even wow. on the even on the, the website, it was. The so people could have just played beta. it at home. Yep. Wow, was us. They had a proper stand though, which was quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, I actually I really enjoyed the ejects. The Thursday was absolutely mad. We did the football manager panel. Uh, we had a, a nice busy meet and greet afterwards. We uh, yeah, it was lots of fun. We obviously did the neurodiversity panel on the Sunday as well. Um, we went to Fortnum and Mason on the Saturday, but did I didn't buy any jam. I bought pick a lily instead, which I still haven't tried. Oh. Uh, but I need to I need to sample my pick a lily so I know when I go back if I'm going to get a big tub of pick a lily. I got a sampler pack of mustard, pickle, and pick a lily. I've already tried the the mustard and the pickle the pickle is not branston the mustard is not coleman's but i have no pickle to compare their pickle to so this is gonna be my first pickle exposure so if i like it i now have to get it from fortnum and mason i got coffee right. honey uh marmalade tea then put them all in a big there. bowl didn't you mm, mixed it all together. together it was delicious cool. yeah a splendid time was had by all anna you really should make sure that we uh, we fix you to the point where you can come to Comic Con because uh, no, we right. uh, we did all kinds of shenanigans, but we want you to come and have shenanigans we with to, us. Um, we went oh, to Hamleys. Can't we did we get, go to Hamleys. Can't we get Let's Anna like a sled and we just tie a rope round our waist and we just pull we should. The sled. Anna, you would like Hamleys. The the basement of Hamleys is just when you showed me a picture. I don't need to go. That's and look not going in there. That's looking <laughs> at a photograph. <laughs> I've been there. I've been to the Eiffel Tower and the moon, Anna. <laughs> but the downstairs bit is a gaming dungeon. They yeah. actually have Nanoleaf set up in there. I've never seen that set up anywhere before. It's, it's set up like one. a Minecraft dungeon. It was really cool. I got a giraffe puppet. I got a giraffe. Um, I got some other bits and bobs. Yeah, toy shops are great. And this was a good toy. I can't believe uh, someone who likes toys as much as I do had never been to Hamleys before. This feels like a huge oversight. And the look on Sheepdog and Pab's face when we walked through St Pancras Station on the way back to Stratford for the hotel and we walked past the Hamleys and a Fortnum and Mason in there having been walking around London for five hours. Uh, neither of them seemed particularly amused that they were all at St Pancras Station as well. It's not the same, but, though. It's not the same. Ev- so everything we buy from Fortnum and Mason you yeah. can buy in that one yeah, at but the, it's tra- not the same. Station. I wasn't, I wasn't no, grumpy in any way, shape or form, but I was a little bit like... Oh, I'd... there's a Forbidden Do... Planet round the corner as well. They're yeah, all here. Yeah, I, I think I said to him, I was like, <laughs> if there's a place in here where we can buy comics, I am a little bit like, oh, I could, I could, I could have just nipped here, but but it's not the same. And I really like that is my favourite part of of these events, going off and, and having a little, you know. Well, the event is the favourite part as well, but I love the fact that we go off on a little gallivant around London, and it's our tradition. And you know, as I said before, my family almost expect me to come back with with a haul for them. My daughter knew I was getting her books. I feel like this is the uh, well. I felt like this was the best run I'd ever had. Normally, when I when we go in Forbidden Planet and Gosh and everything, I take forever to get stuff. And this time, I walked in, grabbed all the books I needed, and then left. And I was waiting with you lot outside uh, for you lot outside or whatever. And um, 
I got home and, and gave my daughter the books. And it turns out that, you know, last time I got a uh, book seven and she needed book six and you were like, she should just make up the gap in between them. Well, I thought I was getting a book six this time because she hasn't made up the gap, but I've got a book six of season two. So now she's got to make up an entire season's worth of stories to, to continue That's reading. Fine. It'll um, get a creative spark going. Uh, so next con, I've got to try and desperately get the book right because she's she finds it funny. I said, well, why don't we just get it on Amazon and... You know, you can crack on reading then, but no, she wants me to get it in. She's going to London in a couple of weeks, actually, so she can get it herself. But It's uh, more fun to send your dad to the shops than have to get it <laughs> off the internet. Yeah. Crazy but kids. They are crazy. I mean, she could just read it on my app that I pay £2 a month for. I pay for Shonen Jump and all the all the mangas she reads are on there. But it's not the same reading it on an it's app. It's not the same. I finally managed to get part one of the Persona 5 manga, which I've never been able to see anywhere before. And I made I had quite the hissy fit in Forbidden Planet back in May. So I'd like to think the fact that I had about nine copies of it in there this time, bearing in mind I've never seen it anywhere else, is a direct response to my hissy fit and not just standard restocking or reprinting. Um, but I've got that. I haven't read it yet, but I've got the first couple of that. They didn't have any part threes this time. It was on a, t- a three for two offer, so I had to get a Pokemon one as well. I've not read any of them because um, yes, FIFA came out. I had a, I've read the first 30 pages or something, but then FIFA came out and that's all I've done all week, which I'm sure we'll get to in a moment. But yeah, EGX was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, disregard any uh, any negativity we might have had a couple of weeks ago. Please invite us back next year. We had a lovely old time. You, you little swine saying I'm not there to be negative. I was really looking forward to it and I had a great time. So... Shush. We we just read your script two weeks ago. You wrote that. <laughs> you wrote that show. Gen- generally, if Sheepdog's not on a show, it's because he's got a lot to say, so he writes it out for us, and we just read it. Mm. Um, and that's what happened two weeks ago. So mm. that was all Sheepdog's thoughts that me and Pab didn't agree with, but had to uh, had to just kind of go with what Sheepdog said because, as you know, Sheepdog is the uh, the brains behind the podcast. That's why it's so it's roaringly successful. <laughs> What a uh, backhanded slap! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a compliment. <laughs> um, are we going to do an ad so I can talk about games I've played? We are going to do an ad, and I'm, but I'm not going to let you talk about games you played because FIFA came out this week, so I'm going to talk about that first, and you'll like it. Add me, Pab. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no details. Lovely advertising. Pabby, 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 pabby. Yes. I've noticed you've been playing FIFA. It keeps coming up on uh, yes. on the Steam thing saying you've been playing FIFA as well. Did you get it today or have you had it on the early access? I've had it since Wednesday. You're a good boy. Oh, I have played so much of this game. Anna, you're a PlayStation nerd. Yeah. Is there any way on the PlayStation to find out how many hours I've played on it? 
I don't know. Because hmm. uh, I probably don't want to know. Because I think we got the early access on... It was it was weird how it worked this year. So the Ultimate Edition pre-orders went live from midnight Monday going into Tuesday. And they normally have the EA Play 10-hour trial. That normally starts like a few days before. So normally you get like three or four days trying to spread out your 10 hours and not just go all in at the start. So it forces you to take it easy at the start and use the web app a bit and not just kind of go all in on it. But this year, the EA, the EA Play, I think, started at 2 p.m. on Monday afternoon. So the 10 hours expired at midnight when the Ultimate Edition went live. <laughs> so I literally turned it on at 2 p.m. and I was still playing when the full game activated at midnight. So I, almost, I think I almost got my 10-hour trial in. Uh, but then I've just been playing it constantly ever since. I've been streaming it every day. I've uh, I've I've spent less money on Ultimate Team than I did last year so far. I have uh, I've committed to just I put a load of points on in advance, and I've decided I'm not going to add any more points. Whereas last year I kind of just did it as and when I felt like it, and I haven't added up how much I spent last year. I'll have to do that when I uh, submit my accounts in january and i'm sure it's going to be a horrifying number when i see it um luckily obviously as a content creator it's a business expense if i stream it which i always do um but yeah i've been streaming it every day i've opened a lot of packs i have a fantastic team and thankfully now all of the plebs i've got on it today the people who didn't have the ultimate edition pre-order i'm actually starting to win some matches as well because getting the early access and the ultimate edition and all that stuff is all well and good but obviously the only people who are paying i think it's 80 quid to get the ultimate edition and the early access the only people who are paying 80 quid for the game are the real hardcore who are probably playing it for hundreds of hours a year and are pretty good at the game so all week long anytime i've gone online i've just had my backside handed to me i lost a game nine nil on monday night i was horrified because I have a strong team. I shouldn't ever be losing 9-0 in any circumstances. But I have just been ruined over and over and over again. But I went on there today. As we record this, it's Friday. So the game for the people who didn't pre-order went live at midnight overnight last night. I went on there today and just started winning matches. I'm, I'm on my way to Division 8 now. Um, I, I actually won a match 5-0 online earlier. I was very pleased with myself. I, it is basically I'm there with a nuclear bomb while people are just trying to kind of slap at me uh, because my team is so overpowered compared to these people who haven't spent a stupid amount of money on it. Uh, but that's exactly how I like it. I like to win and I don't mind paying for the pleasure. I love FIFA Ultimate Team and I am loving every part of this. I get massively obsessed with it every year. And uh, yeah, I'm playing it right now. I'm currently doing gold upgrade packs now, so I can open them as soon as the uh, as soon as the, the podcast finishes. I'm just piling all of my non-rare golds into SBCs so that I can get my little two rare gold upgrade packs and open them all after we're done. And I'm have a lovely old time doing it. What a wonderful game this is! I hear there's career mode and stuff like that in it too not even touched any of that not i've barely touched the new game mode they have um i think it's called moments which basically teaches you how to play the game and allows you to unlock some cool stuff i played it enough to be able to unlock 
Ted Lasso and Coach Beard to be managers for me. So my ultimate team is managed by Coach Beard, which I am over the moon about because Coach Beard obviously is the best character in Ted Lasso. So he's the manager of my ultimate team. It did mean Mikel Arteta managed one match before he lost his job, um, which was was very sad. But, you know, it took me took me a long time to get a manager I'd actually heard of. I packed Arteta, got him involved, and then they dropped the Ted Lasso stuff. And it's like, oh, well, it was fun while it lasted, Mikel. You'll just say the F word weirdly anyway if I keep you around for too long because you're a strange little man. Um, but, yeah, Coach Beard is here now and... We're having a lovely, a lovely time together. How much of it have you played, Pabby? Because I, like I say, I've played quite a lot. So I, I started playing on Wednesday, and I only played. I played a friendly with a couple of friendlies with a friend. That's it. And then it's only yesterday that I properly got into the ultimate team stuff, and I've now played twelve hours. Yeah, good boy. Because obviously we've got crossplay this year as well. And yes. um, so the you're playing on PC, aren't you? Yes. It's the first I, time PC have had the next gen version. Yeah. Uh yeah, probably. It it looks Definitely. nice. It does look very cool. It is. Um, it's, it, it's, um, it's my my PC sounds like like the old PS4s did when you turned on the Last of Us <laughs> or something. It, it roars. So it must be doing something. Um but yeah, I I I want to say in those 12 hours I've probably played maybe two hours of actual fifa the rest of the time is in the menus non-card oh yeah stuff. i love all the menus that's all it is it's i've managed to get to what is it 26 chemistry 27 chemistry now nice and it's just i've not i've not spent any money of such i've only the, i'm you, only using you'd the be credit mad to pabby you would be mad to yeah yeah so only an I'm, idiot would spend money i'm doing Okay, I don't understand any of the things you were saying about your gold cards or whatever. I was like, that's going over my head. I don't know what you mean by you giving them into something to get. Other I mean, packs. you know what I get like with stuff. I've gone absolutely all in on I don't, it. I, I spent I the whole it, week it, watching FIFA content. It's mentioned stuff like this, and I've gone. I don't understand what this means, and kind of just backed out of stuff. I've been learning to be a FIFA streamer, and I've learned that there are some key rules. If anyone out there wants to be a FIFA streamer, basically, there's a few things you need to learn to do. You have to say everything multiple times. Um, they just repeat themselves constantly. Um, it's really important that you refer to the audience as lads or boys. Even if there's women watching, disregard them. You, As a group, they are the I lads or the that. boys. Um, you also have to constantly remind your audience that you're not currently lying, haven't previously been lying, you're not about to lie to them. It's really important that you bring that up constantly for some reason. Um, and you have to shout a lot. And that's what I've learned about being a FIFA streamer. I think I could fair, do it now. Lads is meant to be uh, non-gendered. Uh, I know a lot of Scottish people call, a lot of Scottish women call their friends lads and stuff like that. That's just weird, sheepdog. No, I weird. think you're just uneducated about language, Kevin. And I'm fairly lads... sure if you looked up the word lad in a dictionary, the language is clear. Do that now, Kevin. There you go. But yeah, you got to tell him. I'm not going to lie to you. What would I like? I mean, I don't. Why? I don't understand. I think it's because a lot of them don't have a lot to say, so they say it all multiple times and use phrases like "not going to lie" just to pad it out and give themselves some thinking time. It's very unusual, very confusing to watch. You have to do it all very loud and excitedly. So I don't. I don't think I could actually do it because Anna would come in and tell me off. <laughs> yes, I, I was watching one, and his mum came in and told him off. It was brilliant. 
It was um, Danny Aaron's who was who I managed at the uh, the creators thing, Cheap Dog, the one who kept kicking the ball out of the ground. Um, I was watching him stream and his mum came in and told him off for being too loud. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. We watched that man rain so many balls out of a stadium on that morning. It was ridiculous. We should have filmed that. He, he got in a lot of... Uh, well, everyone was very frustrated with him for just every time he, he'd run at they the goal. He got selected for the Sidemen charity game. He played in that as well. So he uh, <laughs> apparently had quite a good game. Yeah, I suppose he probably got all of his misses out of his, out of his system pre-match in that game. <laughs> Yeah, just constantly launching it out of the ground. <laughs> constantly, over and over again. Just From point blank range the of the goal as well. Like, it, yeah. it was harder to miss the goal and he'd still managed to... You know, I'm, I'm just grateful that we were parked at the opposite end outside the stadium. Yeah, so anyone who did watch the Sidemen charity game and thought Danny Aaron's played quite well, just remember who his previous manager was directly before the Sidemen charity game and believe Sheepdog when he tells you what I had to work with and I've moulded him into the player that you saw as part of that Sidemen charity game. It's all down to me. My excellent coaching. I think he's one of the ones who I asked him what position he wants to play. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was, I'm sure he was. I was literally just like, I'm sure your conversation with him was, where do you play? What's your name again? Who are you? Um... <laughs> I know him now. I was watching his stream. I am, I've learned. Now, now I've been watching FIFA content all week. I know who quite a few of them are now. I should go back and I'd actually know some names. I think my assistant manager advice was uh, having watched him shoot from, from that close and miss was if you play him in defence, he'll just shoot and he'll score. <laughs> so I imagine that's what they did in the other game. Was it the Sidemen game? He just played goalkeeper and just scored all game. I don't know what position he played. They rather uh, upsettingly had that take place on Saturday afternoon while we were all uh, laughing about EGX. So I was only able to hear from twitter what actually went on there which is all very sad because i would probably would have watched it if i'd have been at home but they just don't plan these things around me i imagine that's why they didn't ask me to be the manager because they knew i was going to be busy at egx which is fair yeah. enough sometimes i'm just sometimes i'm just too busy to hang out with the sidemen apparently what are you gonna do i suppose well i mean if 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 you hang out with the sidemen wouldn't they become the main men no weird compliment i think to be honest it started off an insult and became a compliment no i'd they'd, they'd be my side men i don't want them to be the main men well you being there i'd, would make I'd, the group the, the I'd go men, in there as their it? leader I, I don't want to be a member of the group i'll go and lead the group you'll turn up and i'll become the pudding boys I'd, i could i think if i was going to start a stream team i think calling them the pudding boys would be quite good i'd like that pudding boys versus the side men that sounds fantastic can i come yeah. in as the the entrees Yes, you can. <laughs> um, but yeah, FIFA is great. So that's all mm -hmm. I've really played. Um, apart from all the stuff we played at EGX, obviously. Uh, we have had more detail on Football Manager 2023. They dropped the main feature uh, video earlier on in the week. So there's lots of that to digest. I need to get my sticky little fingers on this game before I can uh, really give any opinions on it, I think. But it's... Um, the, I think the, the most noticeable thing from an outsider looking in is that it's now got fully licensed to UEFA competitions um, including the Champions League song which I mean it's got the Champions League song <laughs> what more could you oh. want in a game of football manager you can't even yes. get that in FIFA these days no Champions League song in FIFA but it is in football manager the the tables have turned which is that why mean... I've got really into FIFA this week because I imagine they're going to swap places and I'm going to jump to the wrong ship and it's all going to it's all going wrong Jack and City fans will just boo it every time the game loads up. 
with the song. Well, City fans have got reason to be really excited because City are fully licensed in the game as well. Oh, yeah, no, uh, I know they're... Uh, yeah, that was a big thing people were saying because obviously United are still being wang baskets about all that. But um, I'd like to think City, uh, City contacted Football Manager and just said, look, don't worry about any money, just... We want, we want to have a dig at them down the road. Let us be fully licensed in there. Yeah, use the photographs of the players. Use the badge. Use whatever you like. I imagine that's not how the conversation happened. I imagine it was like grown-up business stuff. But in my head, they've done it just to troll Man United, and that's perfect as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Right, I'm finished talking now because my poorliness is coming back on. <laughs> so I'm going to just sit here, continue building my upgrade packs and let you lot waffle about whatever you want to waffle about, your waffle meisters. So I can't remember how much I talked about this last podcast, but I think I was trying to maintain the uh, cool reputation I built up over the past uh, <laughs> 10 years of, of not, not being a loser. But uh, I played Disney Dreamlight Valley for my son. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, yes, all, all right. Son, yeah. I was like, no, well, no, at the time it was. I was like, okay, I'm playing this, this weird little Disney game for you. All right, cool. You've unlocked Wally, but you don't know what to do. I'll, I'll put Wally's house down. I'll build stuff. And then I came down uh, in the week. from. We were off for a couple of days. We were sick, and he was off, and the boys were up to no good, running a riot, and I heard them get really upset, and I came downstairs, and instead of clicking continue game, Ben had clicked new game, and somehow the game has no recollection of our of our progress and completely overwrite it. It must have said, are you sure this will erase your existing game? And I never had cloud games set up. So Ben was devastated. So I was like, look, you go chill out. You go in the garden. You go do what you're doing. I'm off work today because I'm sick. I'm just going to lay on the sofa. And basically, last time we'd played it, we'd got to the point where we was about to unlock Elsa and Anna on like the third world. And it involved getting like, I don't know, 15,000 dream spark things and yeah he just gave me the controller off he went and i spent a good seven hours just churning my way through this game while i was completely out of it and i really enjoy it i feel like i i, I look for, i was playing it in my lunch break when i went back to work i'd finish my you know finish work go eat my lunch sit there just walking around smashing rocks with my axe and digging up vegetables and whatever and then when he gets home i'm like right we've got to get another thousand you know dream whatever it's called i think it's like dream dust something like that maybe dream light it's called dreamlight valley but uh you know oh, we've got to get another thousand of that let's do these tasks and then we'll unlock whichever character it is we're going to unlock that day and he's super excited every time and gets all ecstatic that he's going to unlock arna or he's going to unlock uh, whoever it is and uh i've just been yeah just been playing the missions i feel like i'm i'm more into like putting the houses in place and doing all the little quests in the main village whereas he's more into going into like wally's world and you know Getting you know, helping Wally and recruiting him, and then uh, recruiting Remy from Ratatouille and recruiting uh, Moana and Maui. And yeah, whereas I'm like more interested in going to Merlin and saying, Right, make my make my uh, watering can so that I can sprinkle water on mushrooms and they'll dissolve, or I can Maui powers up my pickaxe so I can smash through things more. And Elsa does some magic stuff that means you can break ice. And yeah, there's just lots and lots of game and cool little lore to it. Like they've added all these different. Uh, magic crystals you have to unlock and it's just got so much to it honestly like i feel like we're we're never not doing a piece of story it just every it's just constant it's just delivering you sort of dump after dump of story and every every time you finish one bit it'll be like scrooge mcduck needs your help or goofy needs your help or mickey mouse wants your help and 
there's lots of creepy stuff happening. Like he asked whether I could help him find Minnie Mouse. And then I keep seeing her ghost just wandering around. And every time I go near it, it disappears. And I'm like, what the hell? Why is there a ghost of Minnie Mouse here? Like, surely she's not dead. We think she must be trapped in another world and stuff like that. But, oh, it's just it's just cool. I think it's very good. And I know Pabs and I was like a mobile game. And I, I'm wondering whether eventually they're going to bring out paid stuff. There's not any paid stuff on it at the moment. But there is like a you get these, I don't know if they're like bouncy balls and you can spend them on stuff in like a, there's like a monthly challenge thing where you collect, you can collect these moons that you can spend on bouncy balls or you can get bouncy balls. I think they're balls anyway. And, and you could buy stickers and ornaments for your house and furniture and stuff like that. Um, all the different buildings can sort of be upgraded so you can upgrade your house to make it bigger and you can sort the furniture in it, which Ollie quite like doing. If I give Ollie the controller, I know I'll come back and our house will be completely rearranged on the game. Um, I like to kind of upgrade things and see how far I can push them and, you know, try and make money. So I, I go around like smashing up all the rocks to get gems so I can sell them so I can give Scrooge McDuck 10 grand to upgrade a little stool for Goofy or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's just really dominated a lot of my time. It's been really, really fun. And considering this is on Game Pass and so, you know, for, for me, it's free on Xbox and free on uh, PC. I don't know what it costs to get... A lot of people have got it. PlayStation. Twenty-four. I was gonna say a lot of people mm. have got it, so I wasn't sure whether it was. Uh... Have you played this as well, then, Anna? Oh, it's on Xbox, isn't it? So have you played it? I played it with Andy to unlock the castle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm. Has he played it any more since, or? Oh, he puts hours into it. Hours upon hours upon hours. That and Goat Simulator at the moment. <laughs> I uh, I didn't realise it was £24 and everything else. That's interesting. It's worth it, though, because that makes me think they're not going to put any paid bits in, perhaps, because I kept wondering to myself how on earth they were doing it, and I'd completely forgotten that, yeah, they would have. there's not a... a well, I'm, I'm surprised it's not a PS Plus game or something like that on PlayStation. Maybe it will be in future, but so many people have got it. I just assumed it was really cheap. Or re- I mean, it is quite cheap, isn't it? But I assumed it was cheap or, or Games free. are 70 quid these, ga- these yeah. days, remember? <laughs> £24 is a bargain. Yeah, yeah. And this is a lot of game. Like, we're at a point where we've just unlocked the mum from Tangled. And um, I'm doing little bits and bobs there and whatever. And I'm thinking, I know that in the, you know, this isn't spoilers, in the picture when you load up the game, I can see that Scar's there from Lion King. I can see that Stitch is there from Lilo and Stitch. I can see Buzz Lightyear in there. Um, I'm pretty sure the mermaid must be there because Ursula's there. And it's like, they're not, and Minnie wasn't mentioned anywhere, but I know Minnie's ghost is in it at least. So I'm just like, okay, there's at least another five, six plus gay, uh, films that are, are there. And there's also the Forgotten Lands where I'm thinking, what's going to be there? You know, and, and uh, one of the kids pointed out to me earlier that there's this whole Iceland that we've not unlocked, this whole like frozen area. And when he said to me, what's going to be in the frozen area? I was going to be like, well, surely something to do with Elsa. And I thought, well, why would there be? Because I've already got Elsa and I've already got. Anna's house and all of this. Maybe Olaf will be in there, perhaps, and Sven. But yeah, there's just so many characters, there's so much to do. And I'm thinking, if Wally's in it, Eva's probably going to be in it. And uh, yeah, it's it's just fascinating seeing how deep this goes. And I was thinking to myself, there's surely going to be events with this. Like they'll they'll either do DLC or they'll have like, oh look, Encanto's here. Oh look, you know, Robin Hood's here. Whatever it is, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves seem like a good one, considering there's lots of mining in it. Um, yeah, this has got so much depth to it. I mean, they've got a good, what, 70 films. They could eventually go into Marvel and all sorts if they really wanted to, couldn't they? And you get to live there as well. You do. So, Very fun to... game. So I'm, I've been just smashing that. I'm, I, I think I I'd start, I'd started liking it because my son was really into it and I've just enjoyed how simple it is and fun and 
time passy is. Um, the other game I played, which was a review game I received for the Switch. Um, I was very excited about this. And they sent it to me just before we left 3GX. And I was like, oh, I could bring my Switch with me. But my Switch, I find my Switch disconnects a lot. The controllers on the side of it keep dis- di- unaligning. And so I don't like holding it in handheld mode. But I got a review copy of uh, Let's Build a Zoo, which I think has been on Steam for a little while. Uh, or at least it, it might have it's been. It's on eight. Steam uh, Game Pass now, isn't it? Yeah, it's just joined Game Pass. So I think it might have... I read online it had been out on Switch for a while, so I was very confused. But uh, they asked me if I wanted a review copy of it uh, because it was coming out on Game Pass and everything. When I when I Google Let's Build a Zoo, it says 2021 release date, uh, and it doesn't mention when it exactly came out. But anyway, that's by the by, to be honest. I think, oh, actually, no, it comes out on Switch September 30th, so literally today. So I didn't realize I was playing it before it came out on, on Twitch. They did give me permission to do that. But I played, I played it on YouTube, sorry. But for two hours, I played Let's Build a Zoo. That is a very, very fun game. It's made by the people that make, uh, made Theme Park, the original Theme Park and Theme Hospital, uh, the Bullfrog team. They've obviously got a new company whose name I don't have to hand. Uh, Frog Ball. Frog Ball. Uh, no, but it doesn't say. Oh, that's annoying. But anyway, it is exactly... So, Kev, what's the number one question? you? The, the, the publisher was called No More Robots. What's the one question you'd ask about a game that's like Theme Park? Can you do what? Price the beverages. That's all I care about. Yeah, you can. You can price. I said so. I said to the people watching me play it. I was like, "There's only one thing Kev's going to want to know about this game, and that is whether you can salt the food." Oh yeah, and... salt the food, price the beverages, adjust the fat content of the hamburgers, all the all the stuff that I just used to spend hours on to really maximise uh, food sales. Yep, you can absolutely do all of that in exactly I'm that way. I'm downloading this now. Is this I on do... Steam Deck? I want to take it away with me this week. Have a look. So um... I don't need FIFA anymore. It's not just that that makes it awesome, but that is one of the things you can do. But the thing that really, really blew me away was it's got an ethics thing built in it. And it is fascinating how deep this goes. Uh, some of it was a little bit like, well, I can't, I can't believe you can do that. But um, I, so you start off and you build your, the only enclosure you can build at the start is a rabbit enclosure. So you paint, you charge people a fiver to come and you look at your rabbits, basically. And you can breed rabbits and you can, uh, you got to try and breed them so that they give birth to a different type of rabbit that is then a bit more desirable. And then you find someone in the world who will trade that rabbit for whatever animal they've got, which was geese. And then you breed your geese and you got to try and find another goose that you can maybe trade for a snake. And, you know, at the start, it's a bit rigid in what you can do because it's trying to teach you the story. But later on, it's kind of like you're looking, you're flicking through the, the zoo index looking for all the zoos worldwide and you're like oh they've got they've got uh hyenas and they want to trade for a pig i've got pigs yeah brilliant but also what happens along the way is you'll get someone going uh we just found this stray dog uh wandering around in the zoo now uh what do you want to do do you want to uh put up a sign give it back to the owner it's going to cost you about 100 quid to do that alternatively you could stick a bit of fur around its neck and stick it in the lion enclosure and tell everyone it's a lion and if you do that you get like a minus five morality or you can get like a plus morality for giving it back. So in my rabbit enclosure, there's a dog dressed as a lion just running around <laughs> and I have to just feed it meat every day to keep it going. Uh, I had a goose and some man said to me, uh, 
would you mind if I just climbed in and, and stuck some feathers on it and painted it green and we could just tell everyone it's a peacock and I'm like yeah go for it mate and so now <laughs> I've just got a goose that's just covered in green paint just walking around and people people keep just going I don't think that is a peacock I don't, I don't think that's a lion at all and uh, they just look hilarious just walking around in the enclosures just completely done up but then um, you get like black market traders who come in going would you like to buy a monkey i've, I've got i've got a, a, a an animal that i've caught in the wild and i'm looking to flog it and you've got a choice of buying it on the cheap from this black market trader or calling the police on them and obviously again your morality is tested on what you do there and the idea is the more immoral things you do the more immoral your zoo becomes but it starts going in different directions so you can like you can have pigs and basically an abattoir that you send the pigs to to make bacon that you sell at your park and you can <laughs> you can sell meat from your own animals and i guess clothes from your own animals i haven't got that far into it but there's options to do that or there's options to obviously release them into the wild rehabilitate them um you breed them and i don't know if i'm not 100 percent sure if you get a morality thing on this but you can sit there trying to breed the animals and just can't like if, if they're pregnant pregnant with an animal you don't want you can just be like no cancel that start again and i was like that seems a bit like dodgy for a zoo to be doing a zoo wouldn't be just going nah get rid of that goose i want a fancy goose you know um but no there's just lots and lots of stuff in it that you can just play around with and, and be moral or be immoral and i'm guessing you could try and play the purest zoo ever <clears throat> or you could play like the dirtiest zoo ever and be the meanest zoo ever and uh, you, can, <clears throat> you can play in between us well. sorry i'm getting choked up the thought of that poor goose has choked me up Having a sip of my wine there. Um, but yeah, you can. What I'm finding is because I accepted the dog and I accepted the peacock, I started to slip to an immoral place. But then because I sent the black market dealer to prison, it kind of balanced me out. So I'm getting away with both sides of it. And sorry about this. He's getting really upset about <laughs> this, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? He can't cope with talking stop about this. About it. I just keep thinking about a damn egg and someone just frying it up. I'm really sorry for coughing in your ears. Um, God, my voice was just getting worse and worse. Right. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I've been maintaining like a neutral is what I'm trying to say. I've been trying to stay straight in the middle. You know, I, w- I want to see if I can just maintain a zero almost where if it suits me to be immoral, I will be. And if it suits me to be good, I will be. Um, you can also decide what food they're eating. So you can decide like uh, I want the rabbits to just eat moldy old hay with no nutrition or I want them to eat freshly cut grass or I want them to have a varied diet of like cabbages and carrots and whatever. Uh, it turns out it's really expensive to feed dogs properly if you're pretending they're a lion. So I'm just feeding mine whatever old like middle of the ground, middle of the road uh, food it is. Uh, but you could give it like fresh steak or left you, you roadkill, or I think you can even say like just feed it the animals that die in the zoo. Um, so <laughs> there's a lot of extra bits to it. The controls will take a bit of getting used to for navigating around what you're doing and all of that, but. I don't know, it just seems really fun. You can also like pay for more buses and upgrade the buses. There's all sorts of upgrades and stuff. There's uh, cloning. There's like a CRISPR room where you can say, look, I want to splice a... I think they offered to splice a snake and a pig together. And I'm wait- I was waiting to see what happened on that. I had a choice between a rabbit and a snake or a pig and a snake. And my chat picked the pig and a snake. But Ollie was playing it and did a rabbit snake. And... He was very giddy to show me his rabbit snake. It was just a rabbit's body with a snake's head just hopping around in the in the rabbit enclosure. Um, but yeah, it's just got lots of mad things you can do with it. And 
I just I can't wait to see what else it's got. Really, it's just a lot of depth, a lot of a lot of depth. But it's that old style graphics, old style sort of sort of look. Um, very cute looking. Um, you can put trampolines in the enclosures, and the animals just bounce up and down on trampolines all day as well, Kev, which is quite fun. I think I you do would enjoy like it. Trampolines, I probably would. Is there giraffes in it? This is the crucial information. There's got to be, hasn't there? I'll uh, I'll just Google it because I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure there will be, wouldn't there? Uh, uh, there's a giraffe on the bloody logo, so. Um, well, then I might get involved. I want, a giraffe an, I want an immoral giraffe. Yeah, there are giraffes in it. I spelt it got off by mistake because I've got fat fingers, but there are giraffes in it. Uh, they live for 255 days. Oh, that's not acceptable. I need them to live much longer than that. Mm. My one problem with the game so far, which I'm hoping is just something that you develop later on, is every seven days your, your, your zoo runs out of food and you have to say, order another seven days worth of food. So every seven days it goes, ah, the, the animals haven't got any food, they're starving. And I'm, I'm like, ah, quick, quick. And uh, that's weird. And it also just saves the game at the end of every day. But it comes up with a thing going, you saved the game and it gives you a little stat. And I'm like, I don't need that when I'm, I'll put it to super speed because... When you order a new goose from the other side of the world, it will tell you that in six days your goose is arriving and you have a little countdown on the enclosure. And then when it gets to that point, a helicopter rushes in and, and drops a big box down and opens it and the goose pops out. And so, yeah, I speed it up because I just want the, the goose to get here quicker. And uh, it, <laughs> if it pops up every few minutes, going every minute or so going, you've saved and it's this information. It's like, oh, God, I give it a rest. But uh, other than those two little things, it's, it's just a great game. I really enjoy it. Splendid. Is that your lot? Yeah, that is my lot. Those two I've been playing. I don't think I've played anything else new. Right, Anna and Pab, you've got 90 seconds between you. If we're um, going to keep this for a tight hour. I've played Cyberpunk. <laughs> it's a bit better. You don't actually have to do go. it in 90 seconds. That's, that's literally all I've played. I've played Cyberpunk. It's a bit better. That's it, really. You've it, had two it. weeks. And you must have played more Not than really. that in two weeks. Because I've had to sort out all your mess. So I really haven't had... Anytime. I do, do make a lot of mess. Yes, I've been tidying up messes because we've got people coming in and out and stuff. So I've literally played Mass Effect. Not Mass Effect. Cyberpunk from the start. It's a bit better. Graphics a bit better. The streets are busier. There's cars on the road. Um, the sandstorm annoys me, but if you just wait an hour, it goes away. But that's it. Did you but say Mass Effect because you love the Mass Effect It's because I was reading EGX. Mass Effect on the Xbox, so I'm downloading... It's because um, you love the socks. I know it's because you love Shipbreaker, the socks. Shipbreaker, uh, Assassin's socks Creed, cool. Odyssey, Grounded, and Slime Rancher 2. And I just saw a Mass Effect in the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've yeah, got Cyberpunk on the PC. Is it worth me starting it, do you think? Yeah, or? it's good. It's, I wouldn't play it around children because there's graphical things. There's graphical yes. yeah. things graphical, in it. Graphical things. Oh, there's genitals graphical and stuff, giblets. I remember. Yeah, giblets. but there's also like um, giblets that are made of plastic and silicone around. Oh, the old Saints Row. <laughs> yeah. <Thing. laughs> what, what are you my talking we- about Hodges? Yeah, one of my weapons. Hodgeticles. <laughs> <laughs> one of my weapons. So, like, there was this side quest that I've never, like, I've played this game three times, not to finish, but I've, like, started it three times. And there's this woman you meet, and um, you do a mission for her, and then she's like, oh, thanks for your help. And then if you, like, flirt with her, she'll say, oh, meet me at the Notel Hotel. So I met her. I, I, 
and we did the the business and she left and I, <laughs> on the bed there was a weapon I picked up the weapon and it is a it is one of them that buzzes and I can hit people with it and it's quite funny to hit people hit people with one of them like when you're holding it in your hand the vibrator just buzzes constantly and it just makes me chuckle every time <laughs> so this game is filth then uh, <laughs> got to play it when everyone's in bed and with the curtains shut and with my headphones on and yeah like and then when someone walks in on you they'll realize what a pervert you are no, but it's like you can, when you're like making your character, you can say if you want nipples or not, or if you want like all the general Italia or none I whatsoever, just, like be just, a Barbie. Just, I just need to go back a step, Sheepdog. Would you go nipples or not? <laughs> I was pondering that my good self. I was thinking I could just make a robot person, couldn't I? You could. You don't. You could have. Like they have different sizes of like nipples, and it it it's just hey, bizarre. Hey, dog, what size nipples did you go for? <laughs> like, I, I I feel like you're just two type of people, aren't they? You're either you're either pushing that all the way to the top. I just want to mine see to be like dinner plates. But yeah, <laughs> I feel like you just you're just gonna put all of the settings as far to the side as they can go, and you're just gonna see what you end up with. Oh, uh, um, it's it's a glorious. Um, uh, character creator there's so much in there like different eyeballs and like different eyeball patterns and obviously like hair and tattoos and height and I just I love a good character creator if there was a game I, I would put it to the extremes both ways and see what it looks like all the way down to the bottom <laughs> all the way to the top and in the middle dead centre every time and just see which one makes me laugh the most but yeah there's, you... it, there's more life in this game now there's more of a a feeling that you're in a city and not just on a per the old person walking past you or when you're going when you're driving down a road like I, that when this game came out you could drive like drive wherever and you would see probably one car and they would probably be go like super slow and now that it's filled with cars and there's cars going this way and that way there's pedestrians everywhere you can talk to some of them so there is, there is some They've, they've, they've up the game. There's also a game within a game. I found this um, game cabinet in the game called uh, Roach Roach something. So Roach is the horse from Witcher, and so it's the Witcher's horse, and you basically have to jump through levels and collect apples and carrots while avoiding griffins and crows and. Like things that pop out of the ground, mm. and if you get to like into the top five, it gives you like prizes that you can't find in the world, and you can only do it if you play this game. So if you see game cabinets in the world, called, I don't know what it's called, Roach something, Chase Roach, Roach Chase something like that. Hop on it and get to the top five. I got to the top six, and I haven't got to any higher <laughs> than that because it gets like really hard, obviously, but. Every is like you go through a level and then it goes to like a different background. So I think there's like five worlds all together. But yeah, it's just a game within a game that I'd never seen before and I just happened to uh fall upon it. I was like, what's I just I, I walked past it and it said press A and I was like, Why am I pressing A on a game camera that normally don't work? And it, it, like my character sat down and started playing this game. I was like, Excellent. So yeah, there's there's things in there that you don't 
you wouldn't know they're there if you weren't looking for them. And like all the, all the weapon, all like the good mods and stuff have now been moved, which is annoying because I knew where like some good mods were in the mono rope and stuff like that. So that's annoying me. So I have to go and find them again. And the talking gun, because the talking gun is the funniest gun I've ever handled in a game. But um. Yes, yeah, so I've just been playing Cyberpunk, but I've just seen that um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is now on the Xbox, so I might have to put in like a thousand hours on that to play. I love Odyssey so, so much. And then yesterday, I sent £128 on two games that are coming in the next, like, few, next month and a bit. So. Yeah, it's getting. This is to why I'm allowed to buy FIFA points. It's getting clearly. to my silly season. Yeah, what but games have you bought? I've bought the Mario Rabbids Gold Edition, so that comes with the season pass because I love the Mario and Rabbids game. It's like it's like X XCOM, but Mario, and that's just fun. I like them kind of games, and um, God of War. Because that's the only game I ever want to play. But you keep saying, "No, oh, you're so excited, you're not going to like it." If it's the same, because yeah, you always yeah. Get but like if that it's the same excited. as the first one with a, bit, a few tweaks, I'm going to absolutely love it because the the first the first new like the one that came out last, I absolutely love that game. I have played it three times. The only t thing I haven't done on that is beat the Valkyries because they get really hard. But oh my god, like it, it's just that last sentence in that game, and I, it's just it's hooked me, and I'm like I need to know where this goes because of like the mythology of all that and stuff. I just I just need to see where because God of War because Kratos is the Greek mythology, but then he goes in. Is it Norse with um with Thor and people? It is, yeah. Yeah, so that because because Kratos won't know what nor like all the Norse mythology because he didn't who know he didn't know who that guy was who came knocking and saw that he to be up he didn't know who Odin was he didn't know all of that so it's just like oh my god I just and he because he doesn't know what things mean I know what these things mean but Kratos doesn't I need to say see where that goes and I'm I am just like so excited like I haven't watched the only things I've watched is like the the showreels that come out every so often I have a look and I'm like yes I need this in my life because it's oh like I've played God of War from like the very beginning like when it was a hacker slash and then when we were like went to EGX and it was that weird puzzle hack and slash game where you ripped off someone's head and used it as a light see it just it's just brutal but now he's got a son and i have a son and i can like i'm not a father but like i know how i feel about having like my own kid and i just want like the best for him and he wants the best for him but he can't express it to him and it's just like yes come on kratos so yeah i'm so excited you know if they if they delay it, delay it again, I will cry. I probably will phone up Sony and t and cry to them because this game was supposed to come out long ago and got delayed, delayed, delayed. They cannot delay. They've got less than no, just over a month from it. It's on the ninth of November. I need it in my life, like today. But I'll I'll play the Mario game for that like twenty days and then. And then don't talk to me. I don't want anyone to talk to me. But that's it. That's yeah. I'm getting excited for for my 
silly well it's not really silly season because there's no Assassin's Creed and there's no any of that but them two games yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna play that's it that's me Hab that's me yes um, you <laughs> like this week has been I've doing I've done very little I've played FIFA for 12 hours I've played Splatoon 3 daily for like probably not that long just doing just do enough to get the daily win bonus and just playing a few games um I'm still enjoying it I still want to play Splatoon so I think that's a positive for that game that I didn't just immediately fall off of it um and I continue to play Fortnite that is it. It's the goat in it, yeah. I know goat simulators on it. No, it's there for you can pre-order goat simulator, and you'll get a you'll get a goat thing or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could get a goat man. That was at EGX, and that was one of the things we didn't queue for because although Goat Simulator Three was there, they had like four PCs, and the queue for that was always so long. I would have quite liked to have had a go, but they just didn't have. Yeah, there was a giraffe, wasn't there? Stuff there. There was a giraffe. I was, Anna tells me the giraffe's in all the versions. It of is. It. Oh. Yeah, you can change the animal. See, I've never really played it, but now <laughs> I know I can wander around as a giraffe. It's just Tony I might Hawk's have to get into go with animals. Simulator. Yeah, I, do, I don't Hawk's play it. Andy plays it. So he's, he keeps going, um, go Simulator 3. I'm like, yes, in November. <laughs> I don't think he understands that things are always out. Like, you got to wait until November. It's out in November. And I have to show him, like... It's not out yet. You know about it because they they know, obviously they know marketing, and he sees it on his Xbox uh, dashboard. I'm like, yes, it's in November, but he thinks everything is available now. But yeah, he loves Goat Simulator. It's a stupid game, but yeah, kids love it. All kids love it. It's ridiculous. Because all kids deep down want to be goats. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, and some adults too. I want to be a giraffe. Right, well, I guess we'll wrap things up there then, boys and girls. Uh, we talked about games almost exclusively for that entire show. This is not like us at all. Um, I was going to say we'll be back to normal next week, but um, I might not be around next week, which I'm, I'll talk to these people off air. We might be having another week off. We'll see. Uh, but for now, if you want to know whether or not there'll be a show next week, a good way to find out about that is to uh, make sure you're following us on the old social media you can follow the show at MGUK Podcast, or you can follow me at Lelujo. You can follow me at RB6K. I'm at Miss Lelujo. And I'm at Pav1986. And we might see you next week. Oh, well, I definitely won't. They might see you next week, boys and girls. Have a good week. Bye. Thanks, Lester, folks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.